Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, ooh, lolly, 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 lollipop, Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiceness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colican District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. How's it going, Mr. Max? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Had a uh, busy week or a pretty cruisy one? Yeah, sort of busy. Sort of busy. What have you been up to? Um, On Wednesday we had people from Melbourne come down for our school band. Oh, okay. What was involved with that? Um, We were learning a new song for it. Any particular tune? Um, Can't remember off the top of your head. Well, maybe maybe you can uh, nudge the person next to you because we have a return guest. (laughs) How's it going, Jessie? I'm good, thanks. And uh, you in this band? Yep. Uh huh. Can you remember the name of the song? (laughs) No. (laughs) Was it What Do I Say? Yes. Yeah, Uh, that's what it was. Okay, so uh, what what instrumentation are you uh, contributing to the band? Um, I play the alto saxophone. Then I'm drums. Nice. Excellent, excellent. Well, uh, we better get this here show on the road and uh, get straight into the yum box. Now, uh, can you remind us where we are, Max? Germany. Okay. So what German snacks have you chosen for us from the Yum Box this week? Strawberry and rhubarb white chocolate bar. Right. And cinnamon almond cream wafer. Okay, two very uh, interesting combinations. So cinnamon almond wafer or strawberry rhubarb white chocolate bar first. Um, cinnamon almond cream almond. wafer. Okay, so this is a toasty treat inspired by wintertime in Berlin. So, when you open this yum, your nose should be instantly transported to Germany's iconic Christmas markets, the Weihnachtsmarkt. So, uh, Max is peeling back the uh, packaging. It's a foil wrapper. What can you smell just by tearing off that tiny little side of the packaging? Nothing. Nothing? (laughs) Oh, okay. Keep tearing them. (laughs) It says you should definitely have a uh, pungent aroma of some description. There's not an overpowering smell of Christmas markets? No. Well, apparently the country puts over, puts on over 3,000 each year. And you can count on the stalls brewing with handcrafted gifts, awe-inspiring light festivals and paper cones, overflowing with warm cinnamon-roasted almonds. Uh, and this is my poor attempt at German again. Gibrant Mandel? No, Mandel. Mandel like, 
Okay, so we'll just call them cinnamon roasted almonds for the <laughs> yeah. sake of me uh, butchering a language. It's a super crispy, creamy wafer. Sure, it's uh, not quite Christmas in July, <laughs> or a few months after Christmas, but uh, what do you notice about the cinnamon almond cream wafer? It's a wafer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's looking very familiar. We yeah. we have similar kind of vanilla wafers here in Australia. Yeah. And they're not the Tina wafers, which are the square ones. They're the long finger wafers. Yeah. And I can't for the life of me remember what they're called. But, yeah, long finger wafers with cream filling. But uh, the inside should be cinnamon almond. Smells you... a bit cinnamon. Oh, me? finally, we've got some Christmas. Oil. I've got no sense of smell, so I'll just go with, uh, go with the flow and believe what you say. Mm-hmm. Cinnamon is a very strong smell, so I should be able to... Uh, I can kind of smell it. it smells like almonds a lot. Too. Smells yeah. like almond. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's uh, <laughs> that's the name taken care of in smell. I can hear you going for the crunch there. It's sounding very crispy, crunchy. <laughs> What's your thoughts on the flavour as you munch down on the uh, cinnamon almond cream wafer? Weird. Weird. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. The blend in your mouth with the creaminess of the centre and that cinnamony taste I know why you've said weird (laughs) because it is an odd blend, you're not ready for it Mm -hmm. it feels, once you munch down on the wafer bit and you get to the creamy centre everything just melts into one Mm -hmm. but the cinnamon taste it's it's not like spicy because sometimes cinnamon can be give a very hot flavour. This is a cool cinnamon flavour, and I think it's got to do with the almond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, perhaps, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah. The almond flavouring doesn't come through all that much for no, me. Doesn't. How about you, Max? No, not really. It's definitely a cinnamon flavour, but it's got yeah. There's something I can't quite put my finger on, <laughs> tongue around, whatever the case may be. But uh, it's nice. I like it. Yeah. Does it uh, remind you of Christmas and gingerbread or anything like that? Not really. Not really? <laughs> Just cinnamon tasted wafer? Yeah. Yep. What other cinnamon treat does this remind me of? I can't... Cinnamon I can't, bun. Cinnamon bun, perhaps? Oh, yeah. yeah. Cinnamon scroll or something like that. Cinnamon bun. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, uh, one thumb up. Both. Both yep. for Jesse, one yep. for Max. Okay, then. Well, let's get our uh, daily dose of fruit and veg. Strawberry rhubarb white chocolate. Some might say it's impossible to take a bite of springtime in Germany, but this uh, particular item from the Yum Box is here to uh, stake its claim. For Germans, rhubarb is the sweet reward for enduring the country's extra-long winter. And the locals do make... Uh, good use of this reward. They use rhubarb in jams, streusels, meringues, compotes, rice puddings, spritzes, and strawberry and rhubarb pie, which some believe was actually invented in Germany. Have you had strawberry rhubarb pie before? I can't say I have. I don't think so. No. So with this yum, real bits of strawberry and rhubarb have been um, set in white chocolate for a flavour sensation that is sweet, juicy and decadent all at once. So, uh, good luck taking on the uh, 
the chocolate? What do you notice about it? It smells good. It smells like something you'd find in a candle. Like, it smells like a candle. Yeah. Got a candle smell? Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very lumpy, chunky. Mm-hmm. It's got a smooth uh, base, which I'm assuming would be from the mould um, that they've set the chocolate in. What's the little picture on the uh, top of the chocolate block? Uh, it's a face. Face? With a heart. Yeah, a little smiling face. Oh, I'm not sure if that's a, the brand of... Aha! So it's the Chocomonk <laughs> um, labels little... Caricature. Okay, have a bit of a, a munch down on your uh, candle-smelling chocolate <laughs> and let us know what do you think of the strawberry rhubarb white chocolate bar. It's hard. Mmm, very solid. Mm. What do you think of the pieces of um, strawberry and rhubarb? Yum. Mm. It's a really good blend. Mm-hmm. The strawberry's got kind of a sharp tart taste. The rhubarb just kind of complements it. Uh-huh. And that said, I don't really taste the white chocolate. Neither. How about you, Jesse? Uh, not really. Not really. Yeah, it's it's more the strawberry rhubarb yeah. taste. Yeah. Which is quite interesting, because white chocolate can be quite um, uh, a background taste. Mm. I find with uh, some of these things, that's a, a really yeah. It's almost like a mouthful of. Uh, Strawberry jam, but you got to chomp your way through it. <laughs> so, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. What are we giving the strawberry rhubarb white chocolate bar from Germany? Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yep. yep. Two, two all round? Yep. Yeah, I've still got little tiny flecks of uh, strawberry, which are tasting mighty fine. <laughs> okay, now uh, I'm trying to remember, did we have a, a carryover champion last week with the German trivia train? Who who scored well? Anybody? Not me. <laughs> I think I just had a, a lucky uh, break, just a <laughs> random guess at one of them that yeah, uh, put yeah. him in the lead. Is that why you've uh, kicked him out of the show this week? <laughs> can't, can't have him uh, scoring up. Okay, we've got four more questions to go. So uh, all multiple choice. It's relating to Germany. Before 1920, which furry critter didn't actually exist in Germany? Was it the bicoloured shrew, which is like a mouse sort of thing, red foxes, raccoons, or European badgers? Which of those creatures did not exist in Germany before 1920? The bicoloured shrew, the red fox, the raccoon, or the European badger? European badger. European badger for Max? I'm going the fox. You're going the fox? Uh, both of you are incorrect. Oh. <coughs> It was the raccoon. Brought over from North America in the 1920s for their fur, raccoons also became quite popular as pets. Uh, As for the wild ones, the first raccoons were released in Germany in 1934, but it wasn't until World War II when an Allied bomb damaged the fence of a local raccoon farm that the wild population took off. (laughs) Um, According to myth, what lies under the Kiffhauser Hills? Is it a sleeping emperor? who died in 1190? Is it a golden ox that grants wishes? Is it a pond of immortality or a road to the city of saints? So what mythical um, thing lies under the Kiffhauser Hills? A sleeping emperor who died in 1190, a golden ox that grants wishes, 
a pond of immortality or a road to the city of saints? A road to the city of saints? Mm-hmm. Sleeping emperor. Okay, Max. Oh. Jesse's got it. <laughs> I believe that means you've taken the lead. Yes. Uh, so legend has it that the 12th century Holy Roman Emperor Frederick I sleeps beneath the hills in central Germany. Whilst he allegedly perished in battle, a legend arose he was bewitched an eternal slumber and that once his beard grows around three times, he'll awaken again. Hmm. That's a... Strange take on Sleeping Beauty, if you've ever heard of it. <laughs> uh, number seven, which pop culture icon is beloved in Germany? Is it Donald Duck, Squidward, the Teletubbies, or Godzilla? Which of those characters is uh, beloved in Germany? They absolutely adore. Is it Donald Duck, Squidward, the Teletubbies, or Godzilla? Donald Duck. Donald Duck for Max? Teletubbies? Teletubbies. It is the other way around this time. Max has got us. <laughs> Germany is the land of Beethoven, the poet Goethe, and also Donald Duck. His comics fly off German newsstands, even outselling the likes of Superman. The German version of Donald uses very complex grammar, reflects on philosophy, gets involved in political plot lines, and quotes literature. So for many locals, the happy-go-lucky duck was the introduction to uh, the fine arts. <laughs> Okay, this could be the uh, the end of a friendship or a tiebreaker. We will see. <laughs> According to German tradition, what is bad luck? Shaking hands with a chimney sweep. Saying cheers while toasting with water. Tossing salt over your left shoulder. Or knocking on wood. Knocking on wood. I was going to say that. <laughs> you, you can both say the same thing if you like. Knocking on wood. Knocking on wood. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. is incorrect. Okay. The correct answer is saying cheers whilst you're toasting with water because in Germany, saying Prost, which is the translation of cheers, with water is bad luck. To understand that, you have to go way, way back to ancient Greece because the ancient Greeks toasted the dead with water to symbolise their journey through to the underworld. So in modern-day Germany, if you're toasting with water, it's said to bring bad luck to your guests. But if you're after good luck... Then shake hands with a chimney sweep. Say um, you can toss salt over your left shoulder or knock on wood because they're all apparently good luck symbols in Germany. Uh There you go. So uh, I think it's a dead heat all round. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, gents. That is uh, our Yumbox trivia for the month of Germany, if that makes sense. But uh, we'll be back after this short break to check out this week's top. It's time and afternoon delight to take a look at this week's topic, which is the Spring Valley juices. But um, as for the juices themselves, it's a bit tricky to track down the who, what, why, where and when because they're not uh, necessarily owned by Spring Valley. Do you know who owns the the Spring Valley uh, brand? No, no idea. Yeah, it's that one that pretty much owns... All the drinks in the fridge. Schweppes, Australia. Um, so they're a non-alcoholic drink business of Asahi Beverages that operates out of Australia, having arrived here in 1850. 
1877, the first factory was built in Sydney, and after an international merger with Cadbury in the 1960s, they formed Cadbury Schweppes. The company was eventually re-separated in Feb 29, uh, 2009, sorry, and then Cadbury went one way, Schweppes went the other, and Schweppes was acquired by Asahi Breweries. So that's a Japanese global beer, spirit, soft drink and food business, which is headquartered in Sumida, Tokyo. That's big. It is. So, uh, Schweppes was first sold in Australia in 1850, beginning with the local production um, in Sydney, and then by 1885, they had a Melbourne facility as well. Schweppes Australia is a licensed manufacturer of lots of different brands. Can you take a guess off the top of your head what sort of brands they might own? Have you ever heard Schweppes? No. Mentioned as a brand? No. Well, really. I know their drinks, but I don't know what else. We'll go with some of their drinks, drinks yeah. Lemon, lime, and bitters. Yes, that is one. That's part of their mixer range. Like dry ginger ale, tonic water, lemon, lime, and bitters, yeah, soda water, that sort of thing. Um, but things like Pepsi are owned by Schweppes, Sunkist, Mountain Dew, and also Gatorade, all uh-huh. under mm. the. Schweppes range. They also produce um, Solo, Passiona, Cotty's Cordial, so not even Cotty's has its own name anymore, Spring Valley, Pop Tops, and Cool Ridge, as well as Frantel Springwater. So they own pretty much an entire aisle of your local (laughs) shopping centre, the drinks fridges in your local milk bars. Um, In 2011, Asahi acquired the juice and water brands of P&N beverages as well. So they're Australia's third largest volume of fruit juice suppliers, soft drinks, and mineral waters. Hmm. The other one, of course, would be Coca-Cola. <laughs> but um, alongside the mixer range, you've got the Agram collection. Um, they're known as Seata. There's the Blood Orange, Citrus Blend, uh, White Grape and Passion Fruit, which was discontinued in 2014. They also had the Kalamasi Lime. You often see those in um, more international food uh, shops. We've got a couple here in Colac that sell those. Their mineral water range includes lemon, orange and lime, mango and orange, sparkling mineral water, apple and pink grapefruit, lemon and lime, orange and passion fruit. Had those before, the the natural mineral water range. Um, Sparkling waters and stuff. There's soft drinks. Now... When I think of Schweppes, I only ever really thought of uh, Schweppes as lemonade. But then I realised that their branding is all over sarsaparilla, pink lemonade, ginger beer. All those bottles are all Schweppes. So um, I've I'm, I'm been drinking all their stuff for decades and not realising that uh, it doesn't belong to the, <laughs> the, the mum and pop style companies that I thought they did. So, uh, yeah, Schweppes Australia, huge conglomerate, mm-hmm. um, but not the biggest supplier of drinks in Australia, only the third. So there you go. But um, if you think of Spring Valley Juice uh, itself, um, they're bottled uh, in Victoria, in Melbourne. That's where ours come from. 
and uh, so we're going to be having a look at uh, four different flavours from the Spring Valley range. Talk a little bit more about uh, the range. The the name Spring Valley started in 1957 when a ban on bottled milk got Leopold Epstein's creative juices flowing. He put factories of unused glass bottles to use by starting to bottle up um, all the Spring Valley range. It was an instant success, and it's still one of Australia's most loved fruit brands today. The only uh, fruit that is used is the best fruit, so that's why it tastes like it does. Mm-hmm. We'll take a quick break. We'll uh, go ahead to head to head with some of the different brands here and uh, flavours right after this break. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. It's time and afternoon delight to go head to head, and we're doing uh, two different head to head debates today. Uh, we've got two different sets of the fruit juices from Spring Valley. Now, the Spring Valley range has a number of different um, juices to its name. Kind of the most popular you see in the local fridges would be the apple juice, apple and blackcurrant, orange, occasionally orange and mango, but they do also branch out into tomato juice, pineapple juice. Uh, one of my favourites that I only come across very le- rarely is banana berry. Have you ever seen mm-hmm. that before? No. no, It's like a pink mix and uh, tastes real good, but obviously not very popular, so <laughs> you don't see it all that much. But uh, we're going to go apple versus apple blackcurrant, orange versus orange mango. Do you have a preference which way we start? Nope. <laughs> don't know. Don't know? <laughs> any, 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 Okay. My favorite thing about Spring Valley is the little facts. Do you know what these are? Facts inside the lid. Facts inside the lid. So, fact number 184. Did you know that dragonflies are one of the fastest insects? Can you guess how fast they can fly in miles per hour? Uh, 35 miles. Higher. Well, 100. Lower. 50 miles. Yeah, 50 to 60. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Okay, so we're going with the apple juice first. Now, let me check... While you guys uh, sup, slurp, and uh, this is full on, let me know the bouquet and uh, the consistency. What are you thinking as you uh, skull that down? Good. Tastes like apples. <laughs> Tastes like apples. So it's um, the Melbourne site that has produced these particular bottles out in Tullamarine. How much sugar do you think is uh, in this apple juice for a 100 mil? It's a 375 mil container. Um, um, a third of the bottle. (laughs) Oh, you're kind of on the right track, I guess. It's almost, it's under a third. 12.3 grams for 100 mils. So it's just under a quarter sugar. No wonder it tastes so good. (laughs) Well, it's 99% juice, reconstituted apple juice, and then the rest is sugar. But, uh, so, apple, sweet, sour? Sort of sour. Yeah. 
sort yeah, of. Yeah, it's got a sour aftertaste, yeah. but um, the sugar certainly sweetens it all up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are you normally an orange or an apple juice person? Apple. Apple. Apple the whole way? Yeah. Yep. Me too, for some reason. Don't know why. Okie dokie. So, we're going to pit the apple against the apple black currant. Um, just from the pour alone, what can you see from the outset? Red up. Uh, yeah. Black currant certainly changes yeah. the colour colour quite significantly. Oh, little fact, number 203. In many countries, urine is used as detergent for washing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> About to drink. <laughs> <laughs> and the apple juice is looking very much like detergent. Um, so it's very clear red, reddish liquid. What do you call it? Burgundy? No, it's lighter than burgundy. Ready orange. Ready orange. Burnt umber. <laughs> I don't know. The official uh, colour scale for it. But uh, what's the, the smell and taste? It tastes sweeter. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't leave that bitter burn that the apple juice does. Much sweeter, actually. Mm-hmm. Is there such a thing as too sweet? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. That's got quite a sugary kick to it. Let's check that one. So if the first one had 12.3 grams of sugar per 100 mils, what are you thinking the apple and black currant is? Maybe 15 grams. Maybe 15. Pleasant surprise, only 11.9. So it tastes sweeter, but there's less sugar in it. I was only nine off. You were only nine off. But uh, there you go. Less sugar in the apple black currant. Um, head to head, what are you uh, voting the best out of those two? Apple. Just the plain apple? I like yeah. apple and black currant. Apple and black currant? Oh, yeah. okay. There's a, another rift happening. Uh, let's go with the orange then. Now, it's a little bit pithy, so it's got some of the um, uh, orange floaty bits in it. Yeah. Is that what you look for in orange juice? To make sure it's actually orange juice and not just <laughs> watery juice. Because some orange juices are more water than they are orange juice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I, that's what I look for in orange juice to see if it does actually have orange in it. <laughs> Smells like orange juice. <laughs> that's a good start. So, a good dose of vitamin C. Interesting sugar content. I'll let you have a bit of a slurp down on it and then uh, make your predictions. Hmm. Um. I reckon there's less sugar. Interesting summarization. I'm going to go 15 grams. 15 grams? Yes, still up in that. 8 grams. 8 grams. 8.8. Well done, Jesse. So, yeah, there is less sugar in the orange juice, um, but it certainly does have a bittersweet aftertaste. Mm-hmm. It sticks around the back of your throat. Yeah. Um, oh, we did we do the little fact? No, we didn't. No. <laughs> um, oh, how many eyelids does an owl have? Two. Little, three. Little fact, 124. Four. Yeah, four. Yeah. No, Not three. three. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse was right the first time. Three eyelids on an owl. I want to know how and why and what that means. Um, okay, 
So, uh, Orange is not too bad. That leaves us with the uh, fourth and final, Orange and Mango. Now, the mango you do need to shake up quite a bit because it's leaving its residue on the bottom. Yeah. (laughs) Which, again, could be a good sign. Could mean that it's been on the shelf for a while. Um, As I'm pouring it out, what are you noticing of the consistency of the... uh, (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Jason decided to eat his cup. (laughs) Split it in half. Um, Just from the outset, having a look at the... uh, the orange and mango <laughs> juice. Um, it's cloudier, and I'm assuming that's because of the mango, mango pulp, yeah. um, making it kind of thicker. You haven't had a taste of it yet. No. But uh, what are you predicting? More or less sugar? I reckon there might be maybe a bit more. bit more? Max, what's Not your prediction? Not much more. Is there going to be more or less sugar in an apple-mango combination? I feel like more. You think you're both thinking more? Yeah. You're both incorrect. <laughs> There's uh, actually less again. Eight point two. Mm. Okay. They're both uh, gone for the squirt. Lumpy bits. Lumpy bits. <laughs> and yet, a smoother ride. I, I actually find that really. Um, it's got yeah a very sharp kick to it, but it's at the sa- same time quite the the mango makes it feel smooth. Does that make sense? I think so. Think so. <laughs> um, head to head, orange mango versus orange. What's your poison? I think orange. I like orange and mango. Oh <laughs> wow! It really is the odd couple. Out of the two, then, what's your preferred favourite out of the orange and apple blends? Apple. Plain apple for Max? Um, probably the apple. The apple, yeah. Overall. There we <laughs> go. We'll post that up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Let us know, though, if you've got a favourite Spring Valley juice flavour. We'll be back with our sweetest tune right after this. <laughs> It is time for our sweetest tune on Afternoon Delight. We're talking Spring Valley Juice. What song have you linked to the the topic today, Max? Juicy Wiggle by Red Food. Okay. So it was released as the second single from his debut album, Party Rock Mansion, back in 2015. Uh, he wrote it. He produced it. Do you want to know a fun fact about um, Red Foo? Okay. His dad, so his actual name is Stephen Kendall Gordy, and his father is a very famous uh, music producer Mm. called Barry Gordy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably means nothing to you, you young whippersnappers. But, uh, (laughs) yeah. Uh, So he recorded the uh, video. It became a, a YouTube dance craze. Um, he also did a Monk remix for the 2015 Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, Road Chip. Mm-hmm. Whew, that's a pun. Uh, this is what it sounds like. I walked into the party. I 
Juicy Wiggle, which uh, you guys knew from the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, mm-hmm. or from Red Foo. Which one did you know first, do you think? Red Foo. Red Foo first? Yeah. <laughs> How does one Juicy Wiggle? Is, um, is there a particular dance? They seem to be just bopping around quite a lot. <laughs> and just wiggling, wriggling, jiggling. No, no. <laughs> Don't know. Uh, we're going to take the quickest of quick breaks here on Afternoon Delight. We'll be back with a recipe to share. Um, if you've got a favourite flavour of Spring Valley juice, let us know on 0439 329 713 or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. <laughs> share a recipe on Afternoon Delight, and smoothies are types of juices, technically, depending what you put in them. Mm-hmm. What's the one that you're going to uh, share us? Sno- strawberry smoothie. Strawberry smoothie. Okay. What do we need for a strawberry smoothie? Um, ten strawberries, one small banana, and a hundred ml of orange juice. This is sounding pretty easy. I can make a prediction already. <laughs> Blitz the strawberries in a blender with banana and orange juice until smooth. Then pour the smoothie into a tall glass to serve. I think even I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if there's something we've learnt today from the show, um, you often think that juices are healthy for you, like orange juice and, uh, you know, apple juice and things like that, Mm -hmm. because they're made of fruit. But you've got to be wary of uh, how much sugar is in it. Mm. So of that whole mix, it was actually the orange and mango juice that had the least added sugar in it of the, the four varieties we tried. What do we have? 8.2 grams. So technically, 34%. Does that make... Does that work? 37 for the orange juice. Then it was... 50% sugar, apple and black currant. And the apple juice was 51%. <laughs> so, apples are by their nature not... Like, they're juicy, but they're not all that appetising when you juice them. Have you ever had raw apple juice? Just not a really. straight juiced apple. It's really tart flavour, like a very sharp flavour. So, the added sugar brings it kind of levels it out so it's sweet so uh even though the apple juice tastes great (laughs) it's really not that good for you it's going to be a half half mix sugar and apple so uh, keep it on the 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 sometimes food scale (laughs) we're fast running out of show we'll be back to share what's new on the shelf after this short break what's new
What's new on the shelf this week, Max? Cadbury Caramel. Cadbury Caramel. That's not new. Caramel's been around for ages. <laughs> so what's new about Caramel? Cadbury Caramel. Hokey pokey. Okay. So this is something that I never realised as a kid. Hokey pokey to me was just a dance. Uh, I've always called hokey pokey when it's used in ice cream flavours as uh, crunchy. Because <laughs> that's what it was. It was honeycomb crunch or honey crunch. So uh, the hokey pokey in the caramel, I'm assuming, is going to be bits of honeycomb. Now, if I remember correctly, I wasn't all that enamoured with the last time they messed with caramel. Caramel on its own tastes pretty darn good. It's like a chocolate block made of um, condensed milk. That's what it tastes like. It's a caramelised white chocolate. But, uh, yeah, when they the last time they, I'll say messed with it, they, what did they do? They made... Marbled. Marbled. Yeah, so they added milk chocolate and it just didn't taste right. They should just leave caramel as caramel. <laughs> but this time they've added bits of honeycomb. So you, you go on the sniff test. It smells like normal caramel. Okay. It's looking very lumpy and bumpy. You can see the pieces of... Um, honeycomb in it. What's the chew test doing? Crunchy. Mm-hmm. Mm, again, I'm just liking the fact that caramel tastes like sweetened condensed milk. This is now tasting too sweet. No. Not for you? <laughs> <laughs> it's losing the... Yeah, to me, it's losing that caramelised taste because it's getting too sweet. It's getting a honey taste to it through the honeycomb. But I'm happy to be proven wrong. <laughs> Max is saying no. Why Why do you think it's okay? I like the taste. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had caramel before, Jesse? Um, I don't know. I've only had it on this show. Yeah, definitely fell in love with it the first time I had it. Because it tastes like a solid block of sweetened condensed milk. Mm-hmm. That's the tin of stuff. Whenever you're helping cook in the kitchen, you always added extra teaspoons to your mouth instead of the bowl, cooking bowl. But, um, yeah, like I like the texture because it's got that added honeycomb crunch. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the taste, I think, is missing out. It's just a little bit too sweet. <laughs> Ma- Max is definitely disagreeing with me. <laughs> there, there's a fire in his eyes. But, uh, Jesse, do you like the combination of the honeycomb and the... Yeah, I think so. Not too bad? Okay. As I said, have you proven wrong, but uh, <laughs> I disagree. We'll stick that up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, and uh, throughout the week, feel free to jump on let us know what you think of the honeycomb uh, flavouring. One last thing to do, Max, before we get out of here. Radio, what is inside the Kinder Surprise this week? Jesse is gingerly <laughs> peeling back. No, he's just gone for the rip. <laughs> Down to the uh, chocolate halves. Oh, a much smoother, uh, less 
crumble this week. Last week, I think it exploded in his hands. There was chocolate <laughs> everywhere. Uh, capsule, what's inside? It's not the same thing it's we had last week and uh, the week before. We have got about half a dozen kugelina things. Some sort of bird. Oh, it's looking too canny. It's got a great big green beak. It's a piece together. Um, it's got a dark, dark blue, like a very dark royal blue. I don't know what you call that. It's not navy. It's darker than navy blue. Uh, wings and body, and then a bright blue set of feet. It looks very um, cartoony. There's a cartoon character that used to be in the Looney Tunes um, films, a little bird that would uh, walk around and hop every fourth or fifth step. But I can't remember what it was called. I know Inky was the character that used to try and hunt it. Oh, Max thinks um, that he's got this down pat. It's Tweety Bird. No, not Tweety Bird. This is a, a different bird. It's like a crow-looking thing that was hunched over. It looked like it was always scowling and pacing back and forth. I can't think what it's called. Someone out there in Listener Land might know. Um, but, yeah, this... Yeah. I think it's backwards because <laughs> the wings are facing one way, the body's facing the other. I think you might need to switch the. Once you get the wing back. Yeah. In. Okay. Yeah, that's the way. So Max is adding the head to the wings and the body. Ah, one <laughs> wing fell off. <laughs> well, while he fixes the wing on our crow bird toucan thing. We shall say goodbye. Thank you very much for tuning in. And as always, you can listen back to the podcast or head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page to uh, make suggestions of future topics. There we go. He's got flippy, flappy tail. There we go. Um, We'll be back next week from three to do it all again. And as always, you can email lolly at Mm ocrfm.org.au. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya. Is always gonna be there anyway. Thinking of you's working up my appetite. Looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite. And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting. Sky rockets in flight. Afternoon delight.